Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. brand name, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, what I'm talking about is, when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? y'all i'm here it's your girl d scott and it is march 7 2017 yes we are already in the month of march and tonight's show is called recovery and it's about the road to recovery so i'm talking about recovery in all aspects of life right now i'm currently seven days post-surgery major surgery and i didn't tell you my followers or cult members because i wanted to deal with it privately and with my family and people tend to forget that when we put things into the universe good or bad it creates a vibration in the universe that's not forgotten so any negative thoughts on my surgery from thousands of listeners or followers could have been something fatal for me so if you don't mind i kept it to myself and tonight i will discuss the term spelling and why you just can't say shit to be saying it. So, but first, before I do that, let, let me address something, and it's gonna it's gonna go all into the entire show. And basically, what I'm gonna say is this: is that unfortunately, you know, some of you contacted me privately wanting to attack a situation that came about about two weeks ago, um, where something was brought onto my page and you guys didn't know the whole backlog of the situation so yes she should not have come on my page and made the things and said what she said but let me more importantly speak to women like her if not her about why that should not have been done when you say things like 41 year old cougar what you just did as a young lady was you offended you know a large population of people that read my things hashtags things like that So that was brilliant that you changed your IG name because that's what you probably were going to have to do because, you know, people over 41 employ you and sign your checks. So you can't be an ageist and do things like that. You also can't talk about people's miscarriages. Just as a woman, you kind of shouldn't do that. Um, Two things I don't fuck around with, life and death, right? I don't play like that. You know, yes, I have been arguing with somebody and said, you know, I hope you die. But what I mean is in the sense of if you look at tarot or if you look at any of the mysticisms, as we call it, death is not a final point. Now, I spoke to someone over the week that thinks that death is the grand finale. It's not. Um, So when I say, like, you know what, I hope you die, I mean this spirit, this person, this demon that I'm dealing with right now, I hope that they get the fuck off the earth and out of my face. I don't mean you physically being harmed to die. Um, We all know, and I've spoke about this story before, where I told somebody 
probably 15 years ago. You know what? I hope you get hit by a fucking tractor trailer. And he did, like two days later. Um, rides all up through his legs, the entire thing. And since then on, he's called me Devil Woman. Um, this is an incident that happened uh, outside Philly. So, you know, you can't say things about um, miscarriages because they're, especially one in particular follower, I have a little Latina girl. She's pregnant now, but she lost a baby, okay, not that long ago. These are things that they're ready to eat your fucking face off. You understand what I'm saying? And because they didn't know the situation previously, I get that you're mad, but that doesn't give you the right to come on my page and insult thousands and thousands and thousands of people because you're mad at me, right? So then you also went on to say, like, side chick this, side chick that. Let, let me say this. Um, there are broads in Atlanta that don't give a fuck about you at all. They'll kill your whole life. They, they don't care. Like, when they go to the fucking grocery store, they're killing your whole life. Everything that you would ever want to be as a woman, they killed it just going to the grocery store. There are women in Detroit that are bad as fuck. There are bitches in Buffalo that will fuck your dude just for fucking sport, okay? I was generous. I was nice. I gave them back. I was like, here, you know what I'm saying? Y'all work the shit out. Get married. Do whatever it is y'all going to do. Have a family, okay? So if you're going to be mad at somebody, you know, that that's cool. You could be mad at me, but please don't make a fool of yourself and come on my page and disrespect other women that have maybe gone through a similar situation as me, similar situation as you. And you didn't do it nice. You didn't do it articulate. You didn't do it feminine. You did it like on some rat type shit. Okay. Hood rat also. Um, Since the show is about spelling and one of my followers, you know, was like, it's unfortunate that happened to you, you know, with my pending, you know, my miscarriage situation. Um, you can't say things like that to me, especially a motherfucker like me, because, you know, there's been in question, you know, oh, what type of, you know, you're not a real bitch. No, I'm, I'm a real woman. So unfortunately, when you say things and you put that in the universe about a miscarriage and you did it more than five times, I've decreed it and it is so that it will happen to you more than five fucking times, because that's how much disrespect and hatred that you had for me that you would be glad that something like that happened to me and you have not even conceived. So that's like me saying I want a million dollars each quarter, but I'm going to sniff my nose at homeless people walking down the street. I'm not going to donate to charities. I'm not going to start my own charity, the Sherry Foundation, which has been in existence since 2014, by the way, 5013C. Yes. So I can't do that. And it's not about karma, because a lot of Christians like to use the word karma, and if Ashley was on the line, she would tell you, karma is not even something that's in a Christian deity. It's not even in the Christian vocabulary. It's Hindu, um, but it's also satanic, right? So there, there's, there's two different kinds. So this isn't about karma. This is about you put something in the universe that was negative towards me. And because you have a situation, right, where you are wanting to have a baby and you are wanting to have a child. The role to your recovery should be to take things like that out of the universe if you want children. Because because you said it about me, and I'm a powerful motherfucker when it comes to the spirit realm and when it comes to getting shit done and when it comes to the things that I say, right? You should probably retract those statements. And it's funny because anytime I've ever had an argument with somebody, if I felt that they said something that was unjust, I'll say, take it back. 
Because if you don't take it back, even though the universe heard it, if you if you have intent behind those words, which I believe that you did, you are going to suffer the same fate as your own words. I have decreed it, and it is so. And so if my followers would repeat after me, I have decreed it, and it is so. Now you just had thousands of people listening to the show decree it, and so it is so. Now, let me say something else. Humble. Being humble will get you a thousand places with me. You came to me the next day. You were angry, right? You said, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. You said, I'm not going to speak to this motherfucker until every picture is off the Internet. I'm going to take up maybe like five more minutes. I'm not going to talk about the shit no more. It doesn't matter. So had you have come to me and said, listen, you know, we're trying to move forward. We really can't move forward with images of you and him all over the Internet that everybody knew about anyway, and people know us in person. There's only one photo on my Instagram with this person and I, facial, okay? I would have gladly taken that down had you have been woman enough and asked me properly, but you didn't. You came to me like you were on a throne somewhere, and what you're not understanding is I have my own fucking throne. You can't come to another woman talking to her like she's a peasant, okay? Never, You're never going to get your way. You're never going to get what you want. Then you went on and you got angry. Now, on Facebook, which I've deactivated, there's probably maybe three pictures. I would have gladly taken them down had you been humble. But what you said, and to repeat, was he knows I will not talk to him until every picture is taken off the Internet. So are you going to take them down? I said, oh, you want me to take down my pictures, the ones like he posed for and the ones he took himself and, you know, whatever, whatever? Yeah, because if you're not, I mean, I'm going to see you then. Okay, so now you're following it with a threat. Oh, honey, I don't take kind of threats. I don't. So now, right, and, and this goes to your princess mentality as opposed to a queen. So now because you're having a tantrum, which is very indicative, right, um, I'm not going to do a motherfucking thing you say because you weren't humble. Like, if you'd have came to me on some real bitch shit like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all are over with, which is true. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are done. You said you don't want them no more, whatever, whatever. You want us to work on our relationship. We really can't move forward until you take them down. You didn't do that. You got a little shitty with it. So I left them up. And had you continued talking to the people that you talk to that you think that I don't know in the medical field, right, because you forget I'm older than you, and I know a lot of people, especially in my line of work. So people that you talk to and then you show the picture to or you explain it to or that they already knew that I was dealing with them, they're going to come and tell me. So this is something that's literally making you fucking sick. You're talking about it every day, right, when you should be working and doing what you're supposed to be doing, right? <clears throat> and nobody feels sorry for you. They don't, okay? So when they come and they tell me the story, right, it's a situation where, you know, it's like, you know, the nerve, like this, the that. And these are people that you that you think that you work with, that you think are your friends. These are people that have bought my books. These are people that have come to seminars. These are people that sit with me when I'm, you know, doing stuff for the city, whether it's the city of Buffalo or the city of Niagara Falls. It's bigger than what you think. Your people didn't choose no bum-ass broad that's just sitting at home on Section 8 in a project somewhere. Okay? You should be thankful for that. You should be thankful that I told because there's a lot of bitches that wouldn't have told. There's a lot of bitches that would have just continued with the treatment and, and, and kept going on and on, but that was never my goal. My goal is always to get the person that I desire, 
right? So if I feel like it's it's something that's that's shady or something like that, then I'm just going to let it go, okay? Now, you have the arduous task of rebuilding your relationship, so you guys are in recovery, and that's good. You guys are young. You guys will figure it out. But you have to learn that when you come into another woman, right, about somebody that she loved and that she adored and that she cared about in much the same way that you did in less time, right, you have to understand that you have to have some type of cooth that you lack, young lady. And so as a result, you didn't get anything that you wanted, right? I never came to you and asked you for anything. Everything I told you was the truth. Not one thing was a fucking lie, okay? So with that being said, you know, I hope that relationship works out for you, you know, and it's unfortunate that you don't know the kind of man that you're dealing with. If you did, oh, honey, I would be the least of your worries. You understand what I'm saying? If you knew what he looked like when he walked into a room, when we doing business, you, you wouldn't probably treat him the way that you did, did, do, whatever, okay? So, you know, it's unfortunate for me that I lost a very good friend. I lost, you know, a business confidant, somebody that, you know, I was able to turn to for business. It's unfortunate we lost the baby. It's unfortunate. But at the same time, that doesn't give you the right to be shitty about it. Whether I came to you or not, I could have just kept letting the shit go and just, you know, leave it at that. It went on for two months. I found out about you in December. Okay? So can we just let that go? Okay? No, no, Nobody wants your dude. Nobody is trying to, you know what I'm saying, sabotage you. And, and it's unfortunate that you're going to worry about me for the rest of your motherfucking life. You are. And I'm going to move on and be happy in relationships and be eating salads and, you know what I'm saying, going on, you know, going on boats and shit like that and enjoying myself, Right? being with somebody that loves me just as much as I love them, okay? And you should do the same. So don't worry about me. Worry about yourself. Worry about getting pregnant. Worry about taking that hateful shit that you put into the universe. Worry about taking that out. Because if you don't, we've decreed it, and it is so, it will happen to you more than five times. You can't put shit like that in the universe. So let me fast forward. So part of the recovery is due to the fact that I had to have um, – pretty much a full hysterectomy. Um, they detected some cancerous shit that was going on. So the people up at Roswell, that was that was a great thing, Dr. Lily and them. And um, my doctor here, um, they knew that the, the tumor was big. What they didn't know was that, and obviously it made me look six months pregnant. So I mourn for that child, but at the same time, it was a baby that was never going to happen because it's surrounded by cancerous you know, cells and things like that going on. So the only saving grace that I give the person that I was so adoringly in love with at the time um, is the fact that he didn't tell anybody, which he didn't even know until the last minute. My best friend didn't know. So I have to apologize to her publicly as well because people have to understand that, like, when I'm dealing with my own shit, you know, I'm dealing with relationship issue, I'm dealing with health issue, it was to the point, like, I was barely able to get up. Like, I was just, it was too much. From the moment they took the tumor out, it was a 13-pound tumor. I'm down 15 pounds now, so I'm only five pounds away from what my normal weight was prior to getting sick. You can't, you know, expect me to have to deal with being a mom because I, I have my son, you know, planning his party, running a business, not one business, not just that, not just Zero Fucks Nation, but we also have publishing. We also have books, 
Okay, I also have to write my seventh book. Oh, and that's the other thing. I'm not a so-called writer. I'm an actual writer. So all my books are available on Amazon and Kindle. My son put a book out when he was 10. Okay, and something else that I want to say to you young ladies is that if I had a guy that I dated from the time I was 22, which at that point I had already graduated college, but um, four years, not one, four, paid. If I was graduating, if I was with a guy for seven or eight years, and we had no children, because you, you made a comment, shout out to all the people out there that don't have kids that are, you know, getting up and it's not to get a check. They're not getting a check. They're getting salaries, right, because they didn't spend all of their 20s doing what the fuck they wanted to do and whatever and living off a of man. They didn't do that. What they did was they took their ass to school and they took their ass to work. So most of the people that I know that are in your age bracket, they're physical therapists, they're lawyers, they're doctors, they have four-year degrees you know, six-year degrees as far as their master's, they're working on their thesis, you know. So, you know, you give me somebody like that for eight years, <laughs> I just, the outcome I think would have been much different. You know, I, I've done more with people in less time. And so that's what I mean when I say, like, I don't think you know the ambition that, that lies within that man that you that you have that you could have been tapping into that and y'all could be in a di way different place right now, you know? So don't come on my page and insult people by saying like, when you young and you ain't got no kids, you're not that young bull. You're almost 30. Like we, everybody has to grow the fuck up. You understand what I'm saying? And, and quite frankly, your naivete is fucking embarrassing as a woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like motherfucker wasn't coming home. Like, I, I don't know. You know, I, listen, I was married by the time I was your age. And I remember my husband didn't come home, and I remember I told him, I said, you're not Alex Rodriguez. And this is at the time he was he was working with the Yankees. We lived in Tampa. Um, and I said, um, you, you're not A-Rod. You don't make $250 million, my my dude. You get you got to fucking come home at night, okay? New baby, you know what I'm saying? Right right, right at your age, literally. Like, this, this is so crazy because it's literally right at your age. Um, so, you know, you, you, you can't, put everything on me and you can't put everything on him. Some of this you have to take responsibility for and say, you know what, you know, maybe I didn't pay attention to the fact that my dude is a nice looking dude. You know, maybe, you know, maybe I just thought he was a regular schmegular cat. Listen, when I'm dating somebody, you know, and, and this goes true for any man I've ever dated, they're like the, the, the sparkle of my eye, like the apple in my eye. I don't see anybody else. Like they're the finest thing to me. And, um, Part of my recovery is being able to say, and everybody's like, oh, you should date ugly dudes, and I can't, you know. Cause, but also what's ugly to you might not be ugly to me, you know. But, but I'm not going to do it because I don't have to. But also, you know, part of my recovery from what's going on is to recover from the situation that I found myself in because um, I felt like maybe I was a little bit weak. I felt like, you know, you said that the man used me, so I was just trying to figure out, what he exactly was using me for, but I'm still drawing a blank. But like I said, in the end, it's all about everything having peace and everything being in its own time. And me being a woman and being older, you know, I'm definitely not a cougar. I definitely, I definitely do date younger. My ex-husband's five years younger than me. Um, never stops him. But, I, but again, you can't honestly look at me and say that I look like I'm about to be 42. I don't have a wrinkle on my goddamn face. And you know what that comes from? That comes from good living, and that comes from being loved. That comes from motherfuckers that didn't stress me out. That comes from motherfuckers that just 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't out there on drugs or worried about what a motherfucker was doing. You know what I'm saying? We was we were always building. Well, now I'm at the stage where I don't want to be building with any fucking body. Like, you got to come to me with your empire. I have my empire. And if we can put them together, that's cool and get the money. If not, we don't really have anything to talk about. You know, I'm not in a whimsical state in life right now. You know, right now I'm looking to sever the ankle of anybody that kicked me when I was down. Like, eat your whole fucking foot off. So what you have to understand is that the the type of man that you have, he evolves. He's a hunter. That's what he does, right? He could be out hunting right now. doesn't mean women. doesn't mean it can be anything. It can be the next opportunity. He's a hunter, right? So the more that he evolves into that, the more you have to evolve as a woman. You have to constantly be keeping shit going, which is why our relationship works so well. Um, but unfortunately, now I'm looking for something that's a little bit more stable, you know, somebody that's going to really have my back, somebody that's not going to constantly be, you know, with the insecurities about where I'm at, what I'm doing, what, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it takes a special kind of person to deal with me too. And I get that. And these are all conversations that are had, you know, when you first start dating somebody and so on and so forth. And everybody always thinks that they can take it, right? They they can take it. You can take the Instagrams with the little emojis and you could take it. You could take it. That's what you said. And then they can't, you know, and then, and then it's a situation. So I always end up with the crazy jealous guy, um, as well. But what people also have to understand is that no matter what, I'm still a woman. I'm still a girl's girl. So I'm never going to look at the next female and say that I don't understand what she's going through. And part of recovery, what I was telling one of my uh, baby girls, one of my cult members uh, online, and because uh, she was going to attack, uh, was, you know what, this girl doesn't know me, you know. So at the end of the day, we're all human, but I'm a woman first. So before I'm a mother, before I'm a sister, before I'm a daughter, I'm I'm a woman. So I, I, I get where all that is coming from. But you definitely have to watch what you say, and that's why we call it spelling, right? So if I put something into the universe, I could bet you a thousand to one it's going to happen. You know, my best friend Kendra always tells me, she says, you're so scared of success. It's, it's right there, and you won't even, you know, oh, no. I'm doing it. I've had some time off. I'm able to do what I need to do. I'm able to focus. I'm able to heal. I'm able to get better. You know what I'm saying? So the success will come, you know, because I don't want success to take a shot at me either, you know, because everything happened too quickly, just like all the rest of my relationships. So as a woman, you have to learn that there's just certain shit that you don't say, right? So, you know, it it is what it is. But in my recovery, you know, they pull out this 13-pound tumor, you know, and I'm, you know, man down. So what they don't tell you about hysterectomies, and let's be clear, I still have my eggs. If I wanted to implant them in some trailer park trash girl and give her 10 racks to carry my baby, I could. But at my age, I'm typically looking at people that already had their family, men that already have a family, you know, and they don't want more children for financial reasons, or you know, men that are like, I'm a grown-ass man, I already have my kids. You know, the one guy that I dated off and on for almost a decade, he doesn't have children. He's in his 40s, you know. So I'm not saying it's not a big deal. I'm just saying, like, it's not going to stop me, right? It's not. Um, I think that being 
40 something and you're a male and you don't have children I'm gonna, and you've never had an ex-wife and you don't have a baby's mom or something like that that's a big red flag for me because I'm gonna be like what the fuck you've been doing and you're not a surgeon or like you don't cure cancer like we have a problem so you know I wish y'all well with that but now is for the the chance and the opportunity for me to go into the second phase of my life which has to do more with self-love and more with me putting those reflections on myself to say, you don't need a motherfucker to do this. You could do this by yourself. So all those designs and all these things that you guys are getting ready to see for the new line that's getting ready to come out probably in the next two weeks, I designed that. Okay, that's all me. And, and I think I get disillusioned into thinking that I need people and I don't. You know, and it's funny because I used to get told, you know, you're going to end up single your whole life. And I'm thinking, well, what would be the fucking problem with that? Then I don't have to share my, just because I'm single doesn't mean I'm alone. And you can go back to show, we're, we're what, 181 episodes right now? Yeah, so, you know, you could go back to my, my third show. Being single doesn't mean I'm alone. I have had a wonderful time being single. Doesn't mean I was a hoe. Doesn't mean I was doing anything. It just means I didn't have any restrictions. I didn't have to respect anybody but myself and my last name, and my parents' name, okay? But all I had to do is just show up. I'm the life of the party. That's what the fuck I do, if there is a party or the event. I don't even go to parties anymore. I go to events, right? So it's my job in order to get this money and to keep this money circulating for me to talk to people. You know, Lamont Rucker, very good friend of mine. You know, y'all see him on the Tyler Perry movies. This is somebody that I could walk right up to. Lamont, what's good? You know, this is somebody that dated Jill Scott briefly, was in the Tyler Perry movies. He went to freaking Duquesne. I know him personally. We know a lot of people personally. So if you're not ready to be with me in a situation where I have to introduce you to somebody that I might know that might be on TV or that might be famous, I'm probably not the girl for you. So obviously I see that I'm going to have to be with somebody that is equally yoked. So this is what we talk about in recovery when we talk about making sure you have peace. If I'm with somebody that's equally yoked, we don't worry about these things. We're not worried about getting money because we both have it. We're not worried about the children. We both have them. And we're not worried about, you know, trust. Um, in recovery, you have to trust, right? So I have to trust my body. I have to trust my body. I say, you know, my body's lying to me, telling me I go run around the block because I can't. I'm a marathoner, straight 26.2. I do the whole thing. So my body's lying to me, telling me, like, Denise, you, you good, you can sit up, you can, no, nah, I, I can't right now. So some people say, oh, you, you shouldn't say can't. No, I'm going to say can't. It's going to be a no from me because I don't want to fucking pull anything and end up with a fucking hernia. And then put my recovery backwards because I think in my mind that I know more than what the fucking doctor does. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. You know, part of recovery and spelling is also saying these are the, the, the limitations that I'm going to have. So I'm going to be up for this many hours out of the day. I'm going to sleep for this many. I just now was able to get a full night's sleep two nights ago. Other than that, I was sleeping two, three hours. The pain was so bad. They did a, a laparoscopic, just so you know, so they didn't uh, C-section cut me. They did a laparoscopic, and it literally looks like little mosquito bites on my stomach. Um, so my doctor actually did a really good job with that. But, you know, there was some... You know, some damage done when you got to keep somebody under anesthesia an extra 45 minutes so the surgery turned into almost three hours as opposed to two. 
Um, so that's a scary thing. And then you wake up and you're groggy. I've never been put under for anything, haven't had any surgeries. Definitely changes my mind about plastic surgery if I ever wanted to have it, which everything on me is real at this time. But, you know, being under and, oh, excuse me, the fact that they don't tell you that that anesthesia and those gases and things like that stay in you for a week, that's a problem for me. Um, what is also a problem is, um, you know, like I said, that I kept these things to myself because if I have a thousand followers saying, wow, you know, you heard Denise got the cancer, you know, she got this or she got that, whatever, whatever. It's just a lot of negative waves being put out there. So negative, you know what I'm saying? Nothing good was going to come from me telling my fans or, or my friends that that was happening. I just wanted to get it done, get it over and be like, girl, guess what happened? Girl, I had the damn cancer and they had to get it out. And that, I mean, and that's really how I go. You know what I'm saying? But I know that my best friend really wanted to know, and of course, you know, I was terrified when I got wheeled down there and, you know, none of my friends or family was able to be there. My phone don't work. I'm telling her about life insurance policies, you know, for the baby just to make sure. And that's another thing. Get you some life insurance. Get you some health insurance. You know, that's what people do when they're in relationships. They get life insurance and they get health insurance. I've been a beneficiary for years. How about that? Okay, so you have to understand that, you know, th there's a difference between princess shit and queen shit. You have to decipher, are you dealing with uh, the frog, the prince, or are you dealing with the king? See, I I don't fuck with princes because my son is a prince because he's under 18. So I don't really, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's you know, like he's he's got his own thing going on. So if I'm dealing with a king, there's just certain things that, that come along with that that I just think that some people miss when they're in relationships, like cooking. So let's see, if we're spending $90 a day on food, and this is a big one, especially with Southern men. If we're spending $90 a day on food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, two people, I'm being very modest, we all know this, $90, I'm not even going to say 100 times um, seven days a week is 630. 630 times four, you're spending $2,520 a month on food. It don't seem like it, but you are. So then you take 2520 and you multiply that by eight years. Or no, I'm sorry. 2520 and you multiply that by 12 months, you get $30,240. That sounds like somebody's salary. That sounds like what somebody making a year. So $30,240 times uh, $7,211,680. You could have built a house with that. I'm just using that as a reference point. You know, so over five years, it was well over 100 and some thousand over six years, it's it's this amount of money. So you have to understand that, like, you know, you're not doing anybody a, a great justice being a woman and you're dating a king and you don't cook because that's money that you guys could be putting up for your family. I'm just, I'm saying this to all women. You know, you think it's cute, like, oh, girl, he took me over here. Yeah, that's cool, but, like, can we stay in the house? Because, listen, when I'm around one of my beloveds, I don't want to be out. I'm trying to be, you know, snuggled up, booed up. You understand what I'm saying? So just a word to the wise, there's a difference between princesses and queens. And you'll know when you become a queen because when you become a queen, all this little shit that, that bothers a lot of people, it don't bother me anymore because I'm not going to come down off my fucking throne to throw tomatoes with you. 
I'm not going to do it. And Miss Mariah said that shit from uh, Married to Medicine, and she's beautiful, too. We got the chance to run into her down at uh, Essence Fest in New Orleans, not last year, a year before. She's actually prettier in person. So, you know, just in, in, as far as the road to recovery is concerned, you know, you have to do things that make you happy. And right now, being in chaotic situations does not make me happy. And everybody knew that was going to happen. Everybody knew that it was going to be a situation where at some point I just woke up. So I haven't been myself, you know, and I think everybody that came through the flowers, the cards, you know what I'm saying? The cake, the food, my family, like that's my family. I think all the people that I work with that were able to, you know what I'm saying? Send the phone calls and the text messages and things like that to make sure that I was okay. That really meant a lot. You know what I mean? Because you work with people and then you don't think like, oh, that they care, whatever, whatever. And even the streets, you know, Shani, thank you so much for, you know, at least calling to check on me every day. She said every day, she's like, every day I went to go see you. They only allow one of your family members up there. And, you know, you somebody was always in the room with you, whatever, whatever, you know, my brothers, my family, whatever. And so, you know, I'm thankful that she at least called me. And she's like, I went to see you the next day, and you was gone because they discharged me late the next day. So I'm thankful that I at least made enough impact and I was at least a good enough of person that people really came through for me and drove to make sure, like, every single day, like, you need this, you need that. Now, let's be clear. Yesterday I just was able to eat, like, a chicken nugget-sized piece of chicken with, like, a little piece of cornbread and, like, three pieces of lettuce and a little bitty-ass piece of tomato. It was, like, a meal that you would make a three-year-old, you know, that you would make a toddler. So I'm just hoping that this show brings a healing, not just for me, but to anybody listening, you know, that you have to let some shit go, especially, you know, if it's cancerous, especially if it's infecting you every single day, you got to let it go, you know, because that's the only way you're going to be able to move forward. You think I'm going to be able to move forward with this if I keep looking at pictures or trying to self-diagnose and, you know what I'm saying, and keep going back to situations that were cancerous to me? No, it's, it's I'm not going to recover well. Your mind, your brain is the is the biggest thing that you could ever um that you could ever have issue with. So if your brain, if your mind is fucked up, then you know what I'm saying, there's no way anything else is gonna go forward from that. There's no way. So I just feel like I um I just feel like I just want everybody to have a healing. I want everybody to mind their own fucking business, and I want everybody to watch what the fuck they say. I do. I want everybody to watch what they say because at the end of the day, you're going to say the wrong shit to the wrong person, and it's going to backfire on you, and that's exactly what's happening in the universe right now. There's there's things out there. It's It's almost like when you say something. Right. And literally, this is so crazy. And, and, and I, I cannot make this shit up. I remember I was like 13. And I remember we were at my grandmother's house in Pittsburgh on the hill. And, and they were like, Denise, something about like, what do you think your husband's going to look like? I was like, he's going to be fine. He's going to look like dude from Miami Vice. I can't make this shit up. Kendra, Kendra could tell you what my ex-husband looks like. I said, he's going to be like Spanish. He's going to look like this dude from Miami Vice. Da, 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 da. And they was like, yeah, right. I think his name is um Tubbs. Tubbs was his name. Sure enough, you know, not even 20 years later, I end up marrying a guy that looks just like the motherfucker from Miami Vice. Pretty, pretty skin like that, hair like that, excuse me, hair like that, everything. You know, 
I remember, like, literally any little thing, but, like, long before The Secret was a book, I had been speaking shit into the universe, right? Uh, my All my uncles are preachers. Thank You know, thank you to my Uncle Michael that actually prayed over me um, and my situation a couple of days before the surgery because, of course, they didn't know anything about it either. Um, and just hoping that, like, you have to look at it this way. I'm not in the position right now um, to wish bad on anybody. You know, I'm in a, I'm in what we call a weak state, you know. So I'm not in a position, and I'm grateful, you know, I'm I'm in a grateful state. So I'm not in a position to wish bad on anybody um, because I want everybody to move forward, you know, whether you went through a divorce, whether you are a single mom. That's another thing. You offended a lot of fucking single moms, you know. You, you know, I want everybody to move forward in their life. I'm looking forward. It's not even the next chapter in my life. I write my own chapters. I write books. That's what the fuck I do. Not so-called write books, because that was actually the most offensive thing that anybody has ever said to me is when they insult my writing, because I don't write brochures. I don't write, you know, pamphlets and shit. No, I write full 200-something page fucking books with content. I, I, you know what? I write so well, other motherfuckers pay me to write for them. You understand what I'm saying? And it ain't cheap. So, you know, I get my hustle on by, by, by any means, right? So I'm just very fortunate that I forge relationships enough with people where when somebody needs a book or this, this celebrity can't write a book, how much you think it should cost, whatever, whatever, they come to me. So you have to understand that. You know, to insult somebody's writing, and I'm getting ready to write for Buffalo Black Book. They just did an episode called um, Magic, which I was like, oh, the timing of it is off because I was doing studies on Tichaba and all that other stuff about black girl magic. And now they want to do a whole expose on me, which this is from here in New York City all over the country, this, this magazine is. Uh, comes out quarterly, if I'm not mistaken. Big $25 magazine, Buffalo Black Book. So you guys can find them on Instagram at, I think it's BBB, Buffalo Black Book, at buffaloblackbook.com, something like that. Um, but I'll be one of their contributing writers, and it's kind of nice because they're going to introduce um, my next book. They're going to, you know, introduce me as a writer, and I'm very proud of that. So that just, for me, means more exposure, more money, you know, and I'm always about more exposure and more money. So for me, I just feel like, you know, I have so many things that are good that are getting ready to happen to me. I would be wrong to wish bad on anybody, you know, and that's how we all should think. And so in closing, I am going to close the show out with a song that last year at this time when I introduced it to you guys, he only had like 250,000 views on, um, he only had 250,000 views on his uh on his, uh, what is it called, YouTube page. And now he's at like 25 million. He's in concert tonight in downtown Toronto, Road James. This is one of my favorite songs to get you in the sexy mood. And this is part of my recovery, too.
know what I'm talking about, baby, yeah. Now it's time for you to show me what it's hitting for. Slip a little jacket, maybe blow a little trouble. Love you from behind, but I hate to see you go. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, give me that green light. You can let your hair hang down. But only if it feels right. Oh, give me that green light. I need you to give me that green light. With your Come on, give me that. 